You're listening to The Body Beauty Show, a podcast brought to you by Artemis, your partner in aesthetics and wellness. My name is Austin Evans, and I am your host. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back to another edition episode of the Body Beauty Show. Today's guest is Travis Allah. He is a former military member, a uh, member of the Marine Corps, a law enforcement officer that served with SWAT, did some undercover work, and had uh, quite a bit of a career uh, as a police officer. Um, and he has gone since full wellness business building. So now he is part of the franchise a team that builds iCryo locations, one of the largest franchises in the cryotherapy space in America. And this show is really devoted to team building. Now, a couple things before we get started here. The first half of the show's audio was lost uh, due to some audio qualities um, Travis had initially intended to be in a podcast studio, but uh, was forced to use his Jeep <laughs> and his cell phone. So it was a bit tricky with Zoom, but we caught the last chunk of the uh, the vital bits with the actual team building theme with some highly actionable insights. So with that said, I uh, do hope you enjoy the show and uh, let's get started. So where we left off. Was you were you were mentioning a couple things about the development of your own self, the building of yourself, such that you become capable of actually creating, no less building and developing a team. So there were th- there were a couple uh, things that jumped to mind as you were speaking. The first was on the um, the idea of being comfortable getting into discomfort in the context particular of the the room of which you are perhaps not the smartest or not the most wealthy or the most capable and being comfortable entering that room even when you feel imposter syndrome. So stepping out of that realm of, of order into chaos, to use Petersonian terms or from the known to the unknown, et cetera. Very cool. Listeners, viewers, go do that. Go find a way to get uncomfortable today because that's where growth happens. But the other thing that maybe you could speak to where I think there's there's a bit more color potentially here is this idea of figuring out, okay, well, what don't I want to be like? And this actually weaves into your the, the background. People are uh, that are viewing this can see your background of your, your Zoom today. It says, remember who you wanted to be. And the way you arrived at that yourself sounds like largely it was a process of elimination or via negativa by way of removal of the things you don't want to be selfish, greedy, or whatever those things might be. So can you give the listeners some tools on how they can do that themselves? Sure. Um, so coming up with your own core values, uh, coming up with the, you know, if you're, if you were to walk yourself, um, walk into a room, right? If you, you envision yourself walking into a room, what do you want that impression to be, right? Trying to flip the script on asking yourself who you are, right? Or who you want yourself to be and looking at it from the outside, looking in, you know, a lot of people will look at it a different way. Um, you know, think of your headstone 
if you if your time is up on this earth uh, and you're looking at your headstone or you write your own obituary, right? What do you want to be in that? What What do you want the world to have a viewpoint of your time spent here? What like your contribution? What was your legacy? So on and so forth. So if you take things that you don't want to be, right, and make that list, and let's say you you put yourself in a perspective of writing your own obituary um, of your time spent here, that can really help you hone in on the perspective of what you're doing and what your purpose should be, right? And and that that can be a rabbit hole. So definitely trying to dive into that can be a long conversation, but uh, you know, I'll give a simple point that might translate. For me, looking back and once I realized my focus was more on, you know, kingdom mindset and and being a servant leader rather than serving myself, well, there's a common thread of who I am throughout my life. So if I go back and I look, whether it's Marine Corps, whether it's law enforcement, SWAT, you name it, you know, who I wanted to be was the best at something or excellent at something, right? So you can still do that uh, and be the best and be excellent at something, but that's not that's that helps with who you are, but that still doesn't help with the purpose, right? So if I'm going to be excellent um, at being a servant leader, well, then what purpose am I putting behind that, right? Where am I going to serve people? Where am I going to lead people? Which leads me to where I am now, right? And to help with that transition, when it comes to building teams, if you're not working on yourself, you'll you'll never be able to systemically efficiently build a team because eventually as you build a team people start leveling up and iron sharpens iron and eventually if you're not consistently growing and you haven't already been putting the practice to working on yourself your team's going to catch up and then businesses fall apart teams fall apart because the leadership is is not there anymore because everybody's gotten to that level and there's nobody else to follow Right. So if you're not, you've never arrived. Self-development is never a, um, there's never a finish line. Right. So uh, that, that definitely is important to consider when building teams. Yeah. The visual might be your, your followers, your team are here. You're here, right. Cause they're following right. you. Yep. So you can't expect them to grow and then you stagnate. Right. It needs to be a tandem development, 100%. So yep. um, two, two ideas for listeners that they could chew on. Then let's get into team building. Um, the viewers or the listeners don't know this, but Travis is in his Jeep in Texas, probably sweating his face off with his AC off. So let's let's get him back on the road into AC so he doesn't melt like the uh, the witch from the Wicked... Uh, <laughs> what the hell is that movie? Um, Dorothy, Oz, Wizard of Oz. There we go. We don't want him melting on the show. Two observations, ideas for the audience to sink their teeth into when they're trying to figure out who am I such that I can remember who I wanted to be. Number one, go read the obituaries. That'll wake you up. That'll get you into a state of action. Number two, as you think about this, that uh, these topics and ideas that Travis has shared, go write your declarations. And here's the form. Here's the structure. I am boom, whatever that might be, a powerful, infinite creator capable of changing the planet and even my dent in the universe, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then read it daily, hourly, whatever it might be. Okay. Team building. Talk to me. Where do we start? What doesn't work? What works? How have you gone about this for yourself and your teams? 
Um, <clears throat> well, let's get the biggest struggles I find um, out of the way first for most business owners. And that is um, giving up control. If you want to go into building a team, you got to go into it with the mindset that you, you are not in control. Right. Um, you might have a head coach, right. But wide receivers, nothing without a quarterback to throw to them. The quarterback's nothing without a receiver to catch it. You know, the kickers needed to score the extra points. It, it takes a team. And what I find a lot in, in, especially in small business is business owners get in and they become the ceiling, right? They, they put a team behind them, but they, they want to handle everything, right? If it's retail, they want to handle every transaction. They want to handle cancellations, refunds, whatever. Right. Um, and the, 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 the most successful way I've found, um, and coaching people in this or doing it myself has been go into it knowing it's going to take time to build a team and it'll probably take twice as long to get to the, the end game, but it'll be effective, streamlined and sustainable on its own. Right. So say, for example, if, if you're opening a wellness center <clears throat> um, like myself and I want to do a hundred thousand uh, a month, well, if I run it, I probably get it in three months doing a hundred thousand a month. If I build a team to do it, it might take six to nine months, but the team is doing it in autonomy, right? And setting those markers in place and setting real objectives of what you're actually trying to do. If you're trying to build a team, then figure out what that's going to take. And that's going to take different personalities, right? Things like strength finder tests um, can be helpful, figuring out what their personalities are needed because you can't duplicate yourself. And so many people will try. But if if you were able to duplicate yourself, they wouldn't be working for you, right? They would have their own business. So set the metric of what you feels um, obtainable. So for me, you, know, you could say it's sixty percent or eighty percent of the production I would expect myself to do. I set that for you know my my high level leadership, and set that mark and set that expectation for yourself so that it's obtainable for them and allow them to fall forward, you know. Uh, translatable in my industry, maybe I know that we could do a hundred thousand this month, but I see them heading the path of 70. Well, I know I could step in and get us there the last two weeks up to that hundred, but it's more important and much harder to stay back, allow the coaching and allow them to fell forward and hit the 60 or 70 K month coach and learn to make the next steps the next month. Right. It's, it's the, age old concept of you can give a man a fish or teach him how to fish. Right. Um, and that's the biggest hurdle I find most business owners going into their business. They want to work in it rather than on it. And they want to handle all the fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So practically speaking, what are what are some of the things that you're doing? You mentioned strength finders, VIO is another interesting strengths test. Sure. Um, and and maybe personality compatibility, well, I don't know, compatibility personality types, um, how relevant that would be. But are there other are there other pragmatic or practical things that you're actually doing when you're doing the verb of team building? Yeah, so we have uh, you know team building events, for example, is huge, right? Um, get your team together. And things like, say, for example, an escape room. You know, that's something that can help the team 
communicate, figure out who's good at what and um, force them into an environment that's not just work to work together, right? And and evolve that. And then maybe the next team building event is a racetrack. Maybe the next team building event is video games, whatever, right? Eventually, the team starts building cohesion around who's good at what. And that actually translates right back into the business, right? Yeah. Um, different skill sets show themselves in different areas. But if you only hone people into the day-to-day operations, you're limiting the ability to uncover talents, right? Because it's a different environment. And you, you find different ways to get people in their comfort zones and allow their talents to come to the surface. So a strength finders test, something administrative like that is is good. That's a that's a good marker for you to look at. Um, but belly to belly relationship building and, and getting people in different environments to see how they interact and what and allow their skills to come to the surface and then be intentional about that to pay attention have your leadership pay attention to those things and bring them back into the workplace, right? It's not just a fun team building event to have fun, blow off steam. That's part of it. But while you're out yeah. there, who, who did, who did the team start gravitating to in certain events or certain skill sets and whatnot? And how can that translate back to this, to the business, right? Um, there's different niche, niche kind of things within each business that, Doing something as simple as an escape room or um, playing putt butt or um, whatever, you can find the way certain people will follow others in different environments, and you can find a way to translate that back to the business. Three years ago, I took the Artemis sales team to go hike the incline in Manitou Springs, Colorado, which is 2,200 steps, uh, 2,700 foot of elevation gain in 0.8 miles. And that was a heck of an opportunity to see who has leadership qualities. So who's going back and forth and checking on the team? Are you dying? Are you okay? Who's struggling? How do they struggle? How do they endure suffering? And I never thought to parlay that onto the business as well through observation, seeing, okay, well, how, who, who was just a natural leader? What qualities surface during um, a, a proximal uh, environment where, you can't really like test for that. You have to observe it in the lab, so to speak, of an escape room or a hike or whatever. It's a very cool idea. And I don't think people do that enough. Doing no. ropes courses or whatever that might be. And and you can do it in so many different levels. I mean, something as simple as getting involved in the chamber, which most small business owners know you need to be involved with the local chamber of commerce or different networking groups. And a lot of times I'll put one person in charge of that, right? Like, hey, go to the chamber meeting. Well, why not take the whole team <clears throat> to different chamber meetings and ch- different chamber events? You'll find that that will help boost your team's confidence in talking about what you do, right? Whereas if they're in center, if they're in the, let's say you're in retail and, and they all stay in the business, you'll you'll have your your certain leaders that are best at communicating and they'll always lean on those people. But if you throw your whole staff and your whole team into an environment of like networking or the chamber and they all have to talk to people, well, now they all have to learn those word tracks and they all have to work on that relationship conversation. And that builds confidence that translates right back into the business, right? So it's always thinking outside the box instead of just the four walls that you have. And for forcing in a, in a good way uh, the whole team to get out and grow, find the comfort zones and exploit them. 
And clearly this is working. You know, generally you, you could argue that correlation is not causation, but from the stories that you were sharing before we uh, hit record and our conversations passed, you take these franchises that are suboptimal in performance, you do your team building work, and you produce these monster revenue figures. So it's very clear that the team, the act of team building, I'm sure there's some other variables, maybe you're just being there and what have you, but certainly the team building seems to be a, a linchpin in the spawning or spurring of what seems to be exponentiated growth from a revenue perspective for a lot of these franchises that you're working with. Yeah, absolutely. Team, building a team, having the morale, culture is great, um, and, but having the morale within the team to enforce the culture is, is important. And I mean, the, the biggest thing everywhere, uh, the first thing I see almost everywhere I go is, and this translates almost every business I've been in, not just in the space, but uh, is, is the leadership, right? Is what's the ceiling? Um, there's been so many places I've been where the team is trained amazing. They know their stuff. They, they love the environment. They love what they do, but they're short change. They stop, they stop because they know, you know, the register is covered by the owner or the manager, right? So they, they put that limit on themselves because they know they can't, they can't go past a certain level because they're just, that's not their lane. Right. So the first thing to come through is, is take that away. Just, just take the bottleneck away. And allow the team to find its its own um, find its own purpose and its own identity, right? Um, otherwise, they just they all fall in line with the identity of the leader, um, which isn't always a leader. It can just be the manager, right? A leader and a manager are not the same thing, and that's common misconceptions. Are there? Are there any particular stories of success that jump to mind from your experience of you took a franchise that was struggling, making X amount, sure. you inserted a team building block, and then poof, you had this dramatic revenue success story? Yeah. Um, so I can think of one location last year, actually, uh, where I was able to have the opportunity to go on with our team. And there's just a few of us. The location was averaging about $46,000 a month. And we went in and spent three days uh, in that location. And, and all we did was work on, we made some aesthetic changes and a little bit changes on systems, but really it was empowering the team, figuring out who loved what kind of services and, and what have you, and just boosting and empowering them to really embrace taking charge in those areas. Um, and then embracing the team to boost each other and kind of cheerlead each other on. Um, in this specific location, uh, the the ownership was very hands-on um, for, uh, I'll say, kind of micromanaging. Um, and they everything bottlenecked uh, at the ownership. Um, and so the team, again, they, they only ran half the race. So removing that piece which which also we did there was we just asked the managers or the owner to leave for three or four days basically and let the team work together and figure out who's strong at what different services whose confidence levels were where and force them to lean on each other and kind of work in tandem on certain things and you know some cells that would only be one person consultation became a, a two-person trade-off deal working together of hey i know 
I know this modality well, you know that one well. So I'm going to hand off when we get to that and go back and forth. And um, long story short, energy level went through the roof in a matter of two days. That location ended that month, which they were on pace for uh, about 45. They ended that month, which in the last two weeks is when we were there. They ended it just over 60. And the next following month, they did 102. So uh, more than doubled revenue in less than 60 days. And the only tweak was taking the bottleneck away and giving them the the motivation and authority to embrace their passions and, and their own identities in the job that they love doing. Getting the right people on the right seat of the bus. Yep. Yep. That's, and, and that's life in general, right? Uh, I, I, this is something I, I really latch on to. My pastor says all the time, you get the right people in the right place at the right time, the right things happen. Um, and you can translate that to anything in life, translate that to business, you know, uh, relationships, you name it. But yeah, it, a lot of it comes with being intentional on the growth of people, but then giving the trust and leeway to let that growth develop and let them work out those problems right it's no different than raising kids you know? anything in the, in that space if you if you try to make people do it your way you're just going to limit their growth right so yeah well we could talk for hours however you're literally in the texas heat in a Jeep. I think your car's off. So your AC is not on. You must be dying. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're, well, you're also a tough guy. So of course you're going to say you're fine. Uh, <laughs> why don't we do this? I, I, I want to be sensitive to your, your, your like melting in the Texas sun. Um, we can, we can have another time to have you on certainly. And I'd love to do that. But um, why don't we do this? Cause I know you, you do help franchise locations. I don't know if you're doing um, any work with non-iCryo franchises. Maybe you're not. Uh, but do you have any sort of client type that you work with personally in any domain that's related to this that you'd want to plug here? Um, so I do. I, I, I consult and coach in, in business all across different platforms. Um, uh, different small businesses, uh, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, you name it. Um, really like helping people find their purpose uh, and further their, their kingdom mindsets and their servant leadership. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I have a limited clientele by any means. Uh, I obviously I'm, I have a, a name and reputation in this franchise model that I've been able to develop. Um, fortunate, really, it's not even me; it's the team, right? But um, I would say anybody that's entrepreneurial or solopreneur that's just tr- finds himself in that growth space of a plateau, trying to make it to the next step. Uh, you know, I, I love having those conversations and figure out how to. Uh, cut the anchors that are holding them back. You know, sometimes that's the people closest to us, family, friends, the circle that we're in. Um, but 
whether it's a small business owner that's just hitting a plateau in their business and feeling like they want to give up. I have a client right now. Uh, She's been doing business for about two years and her business is very successful. Marge is just not what she needs to be as far as sustainability. Um, So working with her right now on how to scale that and make it easier for her to remove herself and allow her team to grow. So any, whether it's an, uh, an entrepreneur wanting to take the next step uh, or my biggest niche, I would say, if I had to put a fine point on it, is the business owner that's just beat down of feeling like they have to, they've really just bought themselves a job uh, and helping them figure out how to build their team in a way that they can start pulling themselves out and work on the business rather than in it. Cool. Well, where can the audience connect with you if they want to do so? Well, probably the easiest way in all honesty is probably just go to my Instagram, which is just underscore Travis Ayla. So P-R-A-V-I-S-A-L-A with an underscore right before it. Cool. I'll put that in the show notes for everyone to click through to. And uh, again, I would hold you hostage here, ironically, but you are dying in the Texan sun. So you are dismissed. Thank you for doing this, Travis. You're a rock star. Oh, this is great. You guys do an awesome job. So appreciate y'all. A lot of value you guys bring to this place. Well, we thank you for that, Travis. Well, hey, uh, have a fantastic weekend. And by the way, listeners and audience members, it is Travis's birthday. Shoot him a happy birthday uh, video on IG. I appreciate you, Austin. All righty. Adios. If you're looking for the latest in aesthetics and wellness equipment, check out Artemis.co to learn more about how we're helping beauty and wellness business owners take their business to the next level without the costs and 